this week on Three Questions by Corey Kareem. There, there are no pros with getting married early. None. Mm. There's none. I don't think there's any. When you're when you're younger, 25 or younger, you 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 don't really know yourself that well. You have no idea. Right. Um, even if you're in a relationship, I think that your mentality about what a relationship is, what marriage right. is, um, is not correct. You really don't understand the longevity of what you're getting yourself into. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Three Questions by Corey Kareem, the show where we sit down with some amazing people who are doing some amazing things. And that's right. You guessed it. We ask them three questions, sometimes four, sometimes five. I know, I know, I know. But rather than talk about their wins and their successes, um, we talk about their failures, more specifically the lessons that they learn from those individual experiences. So with that being said, my guests today are Sheldon Barracks and Cam Shuka. Sheldon is an author of Unstuck Mondays, which, by the way, got right here. And he's also a creative strategist. And his wife, Kim Shuka, is an award-winning leader, lifestyle, and wellness coach. So Kim Shuka, Sheldon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. And I know, Kim Shuka, you are, this is, you're you're a veteran here on this podcast. This will be your your second time. And uh, so Sheldon, this would be your first time on the platform, on the podcast. So welcome to you both. Now, from all my listeners, um, I typically try and stay away from like relationship stuff, podcasts. But when I look at the analytics, people love it. It's actually my most viewed type of podcast when I'm talking about relationships. And so with that being said, let me I'm just giving you guys some context, some background. I came across Cam Shooker's post and it was a beautiful post, uh, a very heartfelt message about their 20 years of, of marriage, love, that journey. And she was being a little bit vulnerable. Would that be fair to say in that post? Absolutely. And then I reached out and I'll be like, hey, would you guys be open to coming on the platform together to kind of talk about your journey, the highs, the lows, the in-betweens? And she said, absolutely. And just so you guys know, this is their first time recording together as a couple. We can consider this a premiere. And so I'm I'm honored to kind of create this experience for all my listeners. And I'm honored to to, to see this dynamic work together. So welcome again, guys. I'm, I'm glad that you both are here together. Um, so let's get right into this. Um, tell us, how did you guys meet? You know, what's the story? And let's let's just start there. You want to start? Uh, Yes, sure. Yeah. So we met when we were 18. Yeah. We were 18 mm. years old and we met in church in a youth group, mm. uh, in a youth choir uh, together, actually. So that is where we had our first interaction. Nice. Amazing. And with that, did you know, you know how some people tell these stories? Oh, I knew as soon as I looked them in his eyes, that, that was it. Was it like that? Was it like a love at first sight? Or like, at what moment did you guys know that you were onto something special? Well, it was definitely not love at first sight. It was more like 
I was trying to hook him up with my friend. Mm. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was trying to she's trying to hook me up, which I was new to yeah. the church. She was there for for a few more years right. uh, before I came. And so I was just trying to make friends. I met her. Um, and then uh, eventually she tried to hook me up with her friend because her friend thought it was cute. So I'm like, hey, yeah, whatever. Let me just try try a thing. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it didn't really work out that way. You know, I, yeah. she's just clearly <laughs> she wasn't really my type. Um, yeah. But but through yeah. that whole thing, we kind of connected uh, as friends. Right. And we stayed in touch and we were really, really tight, uh, built a connection. Um, we just connect on so many different levels. Yeah. And uh, it was just a really strong friendship. And uh, we just felt comfortable around each other. Um, there was no, there's no real mindset of let's date. It was kind of like, yeah, I knew she was kind of, I thought she was taken. So I'm kind of like, okay, cool. We're just good friends, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and let's just leave it at that for now. Right, right, right. No, that's amazing. And so with that being said, talking about the one, do you guys believe in the one? Like, I'm just curious to know if there's any kind of belief or, or what, what are your thoughts on that? Because you often hear about that when it comes to like relationships, the one. So just thought that since this is a relationship episode, just curious to know your thoughts. <laughs> so uh, I'll back it up a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we we eventually the relationship friendship turned into you mm-hmm. know, relationship, right. From my standpoint. You know, I looked at her and I, I shouted the qualities I felt that I wanted in a woman. Right? She was smart, intelligent. She was beautiful. Mm-hmm. She came from a great family. Right. Um, and uh, you know, I think on the spiritual side, we connected a lot too. Just having mm-hmm. this faith. Uh, so for me, she kind of at that point in my life, she was the one at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is you know, at that point, being nineteen, twenty, what I felt I wanted in a woman, that's right. what she was. Um, so, you know, we, we kind of made a decision to go forward in our relationship. Um, but yeah, I think at that point I felt like she, she lined up all the qualities I thought I wanted in a woman at that time. Right. Uh, For me, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever thought of the one I've never really seen Mm -hmm. in that space where I'm looking for the one I, you know, it just wasn't like that. I Mm -hmm. That there are many people that enter your life that are the one in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like for me, also, your soulmate is not just in your partner. You know, you mm. have a soulmate outside of that um, trend of the one. So mm. I never really considered, okay, you're the one. Right. Um, like he said, a, lo- a lot of his qualities, you know, my family liked who he was. Like he, he was caring and kind and um, he looked out, out for me. So those things are important to me, especially mm. being a um, having ch- coming from childhood trauma and things like that. Mm. I, I always look for someone who makes me feel secure and safe. Right. Absolutely. So to me, the one in that moment was where I felt secure and safe. Right, right. Warrior queen. I absolutely understand. And so it's interesting that you guys brought up family. Both of you guys said that in your own uh, individual way. And a thought that actually came to mind, even outside of this episode, was I, I had this question How important is your partner's family to you in terms of whether you decide to take that big step? So let me pose the question they fit all your criteria, whatever that is, but their family, for some reason, might be a little bit mm, suspect to you. 
is that like a hard no, do you guys think? Or do you think, well, I'm marrying them. I might only have to interact with the in-laws every now and then. Like, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, that's, a, that's a very um, a interesting question. question. Yes. Yeah. I think that family has a lot to do with it, for sure. Because, you, right. you know, when I think of being 18, 19 and getting into this relationship, it was important to me that my family approved. Right. Um, now, if you ask me, it's not, not so a, much. Mm-hmm. It's not. A, what a crap. Like you need family to approve of who you're dating or yeah. who in your relationship with. And uh, sometimes we think it's, you know, like you said, if the family's not the the perfect fit, then, mm-hmm. you know, you may decide this is not for me, mm-hmm. but really it's between you and the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I would agree with that. I think um, you're, you know, a friend told me a while back, which is, you know, you're, you grew up in a family, but then, you know, once you break off, you, 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 you kind of, you're in that journey to create your own family unit. Right. right. So, right. You know, if, if somebody's really into somebody and they, they line up to all the criteria that you're looking into for a person, but their family, even on the extreme side is, you know, just ridiculous and just the way they are. If that individual is what you want in a person, the family doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, and then, mind you, mm-hmm. They may they may make it difficult because they're like of course they may right. make it difficult so you have to be prepared for that but I think that's the only thing be prepared for challenges but right. if you're into the person and you're looking at this is a person that I can build a unit with and go forward on a journey the family right. is irrelevant exactly yeah right right I, I share a, sim- a similar sentiment and, and belief as you guys but I was also just curious to see how other people's kind of uh, feel about that but I'm, I assume you know it depends on who you're going to ask the answer that you're that you're going to get now moving on to question two now you guys got married fairly young uh what age did you guys say again 19 20 we were, 20, we were 21, 21 when we actually were yeah 22 yeah no we we're 22 yeah correct so fairly young nevertheless so what do you guys think are the the pros and cons of getting married at a young age and what advice would you give to someone that's like thinking about that right now no. okay the pro would be the pro to me there's no pros. There's, no pros. <laughs> there's no pros there's no pros i think i think we yeah. you know when you people think about getting married young you think if you have kids then you kind of grow up with your kids mm. but that argument squashed because even if you have kids in your 30s if you're a youthful person at heart, you can still kind of mm. kids, right? You can be 55 and still be youthful, right? Um, I'm snapping fingers for you right now. <laughs> it's true though, right? So, okay. so let's let's get that out. Wait, I there there are no pros with getting married early. None. Mm. There's none. I don't think there's any. When you're when you're younger, 25 or younger, you 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 don't really know yourself that well. You have no idea. Right. Um, even if you're in a relationship, I think that your mentality about what a relationship is, what marriage right. is. Um, is not correct. You really don't understand the longevity of what you're getting yourself into. Right. When you're, um, I, I, I can boldly say there's no benefits to it. I don't yeah. see any. Mm. I, I appreciate the directness. And sorry, Kev, you could, did you have a perspective on that? or no, I, I agree on that 100%. You know, like the cons are like everything you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sister. Sisters seems like they could be a lot. They name name three. Give, give us three cons. Three cons. Um, uh, okay, so for number, I'll I'll, I'll give yeah. one. Then I'll pass on to you. Yeah. So I think the number one thing is 
from a professional standpoint, right? Let's just, mm-hmm. we all have to grow into a profession or a calling or whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When you're young, when you're, you know, younger than 25, you really don't know yourself. Like you don't mm-hmm. really know, you have an idea and you might think, but more often than not, when you're around that young age, you're in survival mode, right? So right. you're you're just trying to make money to, to get by or to build or to do whatever, right? Save right. for a house, whatever. So you really haven't really discovered what your purpose is. Right. So you jump into a marriage. Now you're further in that survival mode now. Right. Well, you're extended to your spouse, to your children. Right. Now you're you're an individual that now you're just continually in survival mode because you haven't taken the time to really discover yourself. Right. Um, that can lead to a lot of other frustrations. Yes, absolutely. Right. What you do is you pass on that survival. Yeah. And mm. Surviving. So yeah. you know, just as you've heard, you're coming in with baggage. He's coming in with baggage, mm-hmm. and right. now it's just it's it's cluttered. So from a wellness aspect, you're still not in a space where you understand and know who you Mm -hmm. are. You're constantly evolving. You're constantly growing. And your growth is now stunted because you have to stop to invite somebody and their baggage into your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're at a halt. So now we're not growing and and just going. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I just want to add to that. Yeah, go ahead, please. I just wrap up what she said with the bow, which is um, when the other one person grows and the other person wakes up one day and says, who are you? You know, Mm -hmm. and now there's resentment in, right? Because the person now has, they've now evolved and then the other person may not have evolved. And now you have this friction because the person is expecting you to be the same person that they married. Yeah. When they're right. 20, right. not right. when they're 25, right? So yeah. I that's what I, I think we both have this understanding yes. where we look back at our lives and we 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 say this all the time to our children, yeah, to maybe single friends that we have. We say just don't like just don't get married young. That's the advice. Yeah, don't, don't get, <laughs> yeah. I like, think the, my first. I think the point has been made, and I love I love it. I love it because sometimes people kind of dance around that, but so being that, like we get it. Don't get married young. So what is what do you think our appropriate age would be? And understanding that, you know, age could be you know arbitrary to a certain extent, like it's about your life experiences and your maturity level. And certain people can be mature at, at different ages. But what do you guys believe is an appropriate age for that type of commitment? You know, I strongly believe mm-hmm. there is no perfect age. Mm. It is about how well is your tank? How, how, what is, what's the fuel on your love tank? Mm, mm. You know, what's the capacity of your wellness? How much of yourself do you know? Uh, because the, the real question is, okay, why do you want to get? Mm, true. Why? Mm. Is it because society, family, yeah. it's the right thing to do? Why? You know, um, we're not going to sit here and say, because we're married for 20 years, everybody should be married for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's hard work mm-hmm. and it's a daily journey, but it's actually more of an individual journey than it is a couple journey. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You might have to break that down, Kim Shik, yes. like. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's, you know, you're when you attach yourself to somebody, right? In a in a partnership, a relationship, whatever you want to call it, you are now taking on everything that they come with, mm-hmm. you know, mm. you may be going through your stuff. You may right. have trauma you're dealing with some PTSD, some things you still need to work out, some goals, some dreams, 
some aspirations, some adventure you still need to go through. And you now have to take on somebody else's, all of that, all of Mm -hmm. that trauma. And now you're, it's going to take you longer to get to where you need to go. If you think you're going to do it as a couple, you have to revisit yourself individually. Mm -hmm. You know, you uh, have to ask yourself, why do I want to get married? What is it that I'm bringing here? You know, how am I adding value? Because if two broken people get together or two undiscovered people get together, you're going to spend a lifetime rediscovering yourself because who you were in your 20s is not who you are in your 30s. Who you were in your 40s is a whole different person too. So this person Mm -hmm. has to understand that, okay, I am marrying you. I want to do this. But I understand that the evolution of you is by no means coming to an end. You're Mm -hmm. going to evolving and I have to keep growing with that. So it's an individual journey. Right. Right. I love that. I love that perspective. Now, um, you guys have been married for 20 years. Um, So with that in mind, can you share like a major challenge or a difficult time that you guys went through and ultimately how did you guys get over it? And and what did you learn from that particular time period in the relationship? Yeah, I would say one of the um, challenging times was, you know, and hopefully you're saying this is when her father passed away. Mm. So before her father passed away, we were kind of doing this marriage thing as we were kind of told to do it almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, married, we had, we had the two kids, it was the per- one son, one daughter Picture was perfect. perfect. Picture perfect. Right. Everything was good. Yeah. Um, and then her father passed away and he was the love of my life. Mm. My soulmate, yep. everything to me. Mm-hmm. And I felt lost. Mm-hmm. And I asked myself, why do I feel lost if I have, like I'm in a marriage, I have somebody mm-hmm. in my life daily. But it wasn't about who was in my life. Mm-hmm. It was about what the idea of who my father was to me. Mm-hmm. It was my identity that I had given myself through my relationship with my father. So right. now I've lost who I am. Right. And no title is going to give me any type of security. So that was a challenge because I, you know, I had a mental breakdown. We Mm -hmm. like everything fell apart. And I think just for context, you know, for Corey and and the viewers Mm -hmm. is is that her relationship with her father, like it was very deep because of the traumatic experiences they shared together, right? Going through the independence of a war and different things like that. So she spent her relationship with her father was was deeper than just you know what mm-hmm. we see in America here, right? They they've been through a lot together. So I knew this, and he was a great man. I loved him. He was like a second father to me. Right. Uh, but I think it's good for context that people yeah. understand how like how deep yeah. your relationship was because yeah. of what you went through. Because yeah. right. all along, I you know in my mind's eye, it was like he had someone to mirror himself after. Right now, my father's gone, and now what? Like, how am I going to do this? Right. Right. So that was a huge challenge. We actually uh, like it knocked us out for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really therapy and counseling that got us back on track. But in those sessions, we realized because we actually thought it was it was us. So we thought we're going to get help for us because, you know, I didn't want any of what I knew. And when we entered those sessions, it was so much more individually. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's when I realized I had a lot of healing to do, mm-hmm. a lot of healing to do. And we couldn't do this if we didn't individually heal. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's powerful. And and there's something like you guys said earlier when we were talking about, you know, how much uh, you should once should consider family. And then we started getting on the track of talking about personal growth individually. Mm-hmm. So I suspect that obviously happens all the time in relationships. So based on your guys' experience, you know, 20 plus years in the game of, of being a couple, how should people or what are some things people can do when one is, you know, on a faster personal growth development track than the other, and one seems to be kind of lagging a line? Like, how do couples navigate that that dynamic that happens probably all the time? Yeah, that's a good question. That's honestly mm-hmm. a good question because I feel like um, because we've kind of been through that, we mm-hmm. talk about it a lot with each other. But we talk we talk about it like in our individual kind of circles too as well. Right. Um, I think the, the I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of you know um, segue off of what you know my wife was saying just a few minutes ago, which is yeah. the only way to really overcome something like that is to focus on yourself as an individual. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of dial back a little bit when when we went through that time of you know um, her father passed away, we went through some time of counseling and healing. Then her trajectory of her career just went like this. Mm. right she was traveling she was meeting people like well-known people um she was like she the opportunities that she was getting she's putting on events and shows her name was just getting bigger and brighter within not just you know toronto but you know across this country and globally in different places and you know i was just steadily just being in my career and being successful in my career but just being steady in my career kind of you know, um, just away from, from the lights and whatnot. But, you know, in our relationship, we could clearly see that she was doing this and I was kind of here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I had to deal with. Right. But I couldn't look at her and be resentful, which mm-hmm. I was resentful because like, mm-hmm. it's going to be resentful where you see like, Hey, I thought we were like a team and she's just doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand that she yeah. needs to do that for herself. Like it she needs pain. to, it was the pain yeah. that propelled me. It was mm-hmm. the force mm-hmm. and it was like, right or never for me. Yeah. So I had to keep going on that. Yeah. So for me, I had to come around yeah. to the point where I had to get away from being resentful and start supporting her, but right. also get to the point where now I had to start working on myself, right? I right. had to get survival mode and get into, okay, what is my purpose? What am right. I, doing? what do I love to do? Right. And I had to, the, uh, the other thing is I had to make sure it didn't look like what she was doing mm. because I think that there's, when you're in a relationship, you're kind of like, let me match this energy. Mm. Right. right? I'm matching her energy, but in a different way, you know what I mean? So once I started to do that, I think it became, you know, our our equilibrium became more connected because she was doing her thing. I was doing my thing. We were being successful individually. And then when we came back together, it just worked in our relationship because we both supported each other. Like there's a lot of times where she supported me when I was doing vice versa. I would support her. And we, we found that, that even ground once we, we focused on ourselves as individuals, not like, okay, we got to do this together 100% of the time it's like no 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 figure out yourself as an individual right now I don't want to make the assumption that you guys are because it appears to be that you guys are individually super self-aware but to couples that are like not like that is it is it on the the partner's job that's having the uh, mega success to be like hey like step your game up obviously not that harsh or maybe depending on your communication style uh like how do you how do you even broach that conversation when you notice there's not that you know as sheldon as you put it 
that equilibrium between, you know, one person's up here and one person's just kind of straddling along, so to speak. Yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. And we did have those harsh conversations, just okay. like said and worse, probably. <laughs> it got very uh, toxic and sometimes yeah. very toxic to each other. Mm-hmm. It was a wrong approach, but we're, but, but we're almost trying to say the same thing, but just mm. coming out right. Um, because I had to step back and be, okay, what is happening here? Right. Why is looking? Why is there this resistance? Like, what's happening? And so we had to do a lot of analyzing. But it, it really, truly is in the time you spend with yourself, mm. away from each other, that right. you actually ask yourself, okay, why do I feel this way? You know, why? Right. Why is jealousy a feeling right now, or why is resentment here? Right. Um, and then you realize okay, there's some work I need to do on myself, but it is not an overnight thing. It takes years sometimes. Right. Conversation that um, had to keep evolving yeah. as we learned how to be effective in our communication on this new level mm-hmm. because we were, we were not on the same page. Right. And, um, in some ways, we didn't have to be on the same page, but it was um, tearing apart a lot of our traditional thinking of mm-hmm. what it's supposed to look like. Right, you know? right. Uh, me being over here and you over there. <laughs> so it was like, this is not traditional. This is, you know, so right. we actually had to sit down once we uh, accepted, we have to be aware of ourselves. We had to sit down and actually come up with some new ways of doing our relationship, mm. write some new rules out, right. undo a lot of um, what we learned yeah. and how it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's always going to be people that, think also and say well this is it looks strange like this is what's Mm -hmm. happening Mm -hmm. right what's happening you know the questions they're and even when it comes to um just that conversation you may not hear us always talk about the couple form right it's not the essence of who we individually are Mm -hmm. right we Mm -hmm. have to um shift the way we were thinking and adjust and allow ourselves to individually grow to catch up in that way. Right. Now, I, I love everything you guys are saying. And a couple of things that I've been hearing consistently is the work on the individual self, right? That's been a consistent theme in this conversation. And I think intuitively, we know that we have to work on ourselves. But I think this is one of these situations that's happening during this podcast right now is like, sometimes you don't need to hear something new you just need to hear that other people that are that are you know have done it are going through it so thank you guys for reiterating uh that point the other thing i want to touch on is when we're talking about the appropriate age for marriage and you said sheldon you know under the age of 25 it actually made me think of something i read recently that said the human brain isn't fully developed until 25 which further proves your point like you don't really know yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so to get not to say that it can't work, because obviously you guys are, are a testament to that. But obviously you're just putting yourself most likely in a, in a tougher uh, situation. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to kind of go back on, on that point again. And then Cam Shuka, you, you mentioned outside noise. I want to I want to pause on that point there, because I feel like. <laughs> I feel like that could be also like family outside noise, like what should be the right way. And then there's also the social media. I don't know if you want to call it direct pressure, indirect pressure. 
that individuals can feel special with the with the couple photos and this and that and the perception right so you know you guys veterans as being a couple how do other couples deal with the outside noise shut it out Mm. because you don't need it Mm -hmm. they're not um waking you up in the morning they're not tucking you in bed at night Mm-hmm. They're not with you 24-7. They don't know the story. They don't know what it is. Right. So don't stand. Their, their words, their opinions. I think it comes with maturity and age yeah. too because mm-hmm. I was going to swear, but I'm going to just say it. I don't really care. I don't care what people think. Right? Um, I, I love it. care what people think. I don't yeah. care what they're thinking about us or what we're doing or not. I've always been a free spirit. Personally, um, I've always been outside the box and I've always gone against the grain. Mm. I'm never about to go with the grain just because society, mm. family, and everybody else thinks I should. So I actually prefer personally to be unpredictable. Mm. I also prefer that in our relationship, we're unpredictable also. Mm. Uh, to keep out that outside noise, shut it out. You don't need, you don't need it. They do not speak into your life. They are not the seeds that grow you Mm -hmm. individually. And so it's unnecessary. And if you know anything about relationships Mm -hmm. and even just in your own relationship with yourself, it's sacred. Mm. It's private. Mm -hmm. That's how you safeguard. That's how you protect your mind, your heart, your soul. That's how you keep yourself safe your relationship safe it's private nobody needs to know unless i want to talk about it right i love that i love that <laughs> and the one thing you 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 said earlier actually um uh why am i losing my train of thought here i think it was going back to the yes reinventing and i it just meant it just reminded me of something i heard a while back it says like the human body including the mind is it's like a different being every seven years or whatever the number is. I could be wrong on seven, maybe it's eight or six, mm-hmm. but it, but it just makes me think like people think it's going to be this like stationary one mold, but then you use the word reinventing. Like you have to continuously reinvent this thing that you guys have created. And I think that's an important point that everyone should kind of, you know, hone in on. I just want to kind of call that back, run that back. That is true. I'll say one little tidbit just to add to that. Yeah. Which is, um, I did some research uh, mm. a few weeks back on on the social mirror. Okay. The piece on that, I wrote a piece on the social mirror, kind of in in, in the in the area of like career mm-hmm. and our aspirations in life, and how we kind of we kind of look for socially acceptable career choices and different things in the way we live our lives. But back to our relationship, that's what people do when they think about marriage. They think about constructing their marriage in a socially acceptable way mm. outside noise and going on social media seeing hashtag black love all this kind of <laughs> stuff they want this idea of what of what marriage looks like in society yeah. but right. not understanding that it's much deeper than that there's because you're you we're all individual organisms and we're coming together with another one like our relationship's not going to look like someone else's relationship correct so on top of that if people actually would take the time to even do it, like even just a little bit of studying of culture globally and see how marriages and relationships are from a global perspective, 
you get a broader understanding of what your relationship could be outside of just the North American norm or the Judeo-Christian norm, right? Right. And, you know, I'm not talking about anything crazy, but I'm just trying to say, open your mind to how other cultures think about relationships. You know, when, you know, in some other cultures, the woman is the dominant, you know, figure in that culture, you know, and the leader and all this kind of stuff, right? Right. Um, You know, in different other cultures, there's other things that go on. So people need to open their mind and not look at the social mirror of North America to be like, hashtag love, we need to have this, 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 this in place. And this is how relationship needs to look. Yeah. Do right. some research, research your partner, find out what your partner likes, doesn't like, and figure out how you're going to do this marriage thing yourselves instead of having that outside noise. And like, you know, Cam said, just shut out the outside noise because right. they're not paying your bills. They're not tucking you in. They're not hugging you. They're not giving you that emotional, you know, security, right? It's really just you two. Right, right. I love that. I love that. Um, all right, question number four. In your opinion, and I think you guys might have even answered this through all this uh, this existing <laughs> conversation. But in your opinion, what do you think most people go wrong when choosing a, a partner or a mate? And also, what do you think they kind of go wrong or tend to go wrong in a relationship? And un- totally understandable, very open ended. Yeah. Um, selecting a, I think it's so easy to go wrong in, in selecting a mate because, again, now you're selecting it based on what society says you should select, right? Mm. You like, you know what I mean? It's right. You no, know, you, you've, you've, you know, we've all been there with our friends where we've gone out with somebody or was interested in someone, and your friend said her or him, like, well, you know what I mean? Like, right. they've all had their opinions about who we've chosen, and it's kind of like, right. well, like, why was your opinion a matter, right? But that's what happens. I think first of all, we 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 go off this this social norm as to you know, height, weight, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. color, all those kind of things to pick. And these are all frivolous things, right? And I think right. that's where a lot of people go wrong when they're select, or, and even family approval too, as well. I think personally, it's who's right for the, in the moment. Mm. If you're picking up a mate that's um, almost in line with what you're saying, but if yeah. you're picking a mate or someone to spend your life with who's right in that moment, you're only going to feed that moment. Yeah. Mm. And uh, that's not really a futuristic right. long-term plan, right. you know, because thinking, oh, this person, this is how they're thriving right now. So this is what I need. And uh, it's not going to feed your future. Right. Right. No, I, and I, I love that because I feel like, you know, you can kind of get lost between thinking too far out in the yeah. future versus what your needs are now. And I think you guys both stated in your own way that, those needs can change, right? As you grow, like like you said, Kendrick, who you are in your 30s will be different than who you are in your, in your 40s. And then when I think about like, you know, you talked about society, what I think Sheldon, you were saying this, what society will tell you to choose. I, I feel like a lot of people do kind of fall in that trap, but not necessarily that anyone tells them specifically, this is what you should be looking for, but through the visuals, right? Whether it be Instagram, Facebook, whatever social platform, this is what I need. I need to be managed by this age and this and that. So I definitely think that all uh, plays a role. And to your point that you guys have been kind of preaching is doing that self-awareness work, understanding who you are and what's necessary for you, I think is, is very crucial. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, one quick thing. Sometimes I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm about and I, and I see couples together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, 
you know, sometimes I, so I, I assume they've been together a long time, whatever, but right. I see couples together. And sometimes I think to myself, you know, how did these, how did they get together? Mm-hmm. Right. Like they, they don't have, and I hope I don't sound um, insensitive when I say this, but they don't have this picturesque, um, you know, aura of what we see as like a couple, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, but you're seeing two different people. They, they're obviously a couple. And I think to myself, how did they get together? And I, and actually I admire them because I feel like they've actually found what a lot of people haven't found. And that's that individualism mm-hmm. and found a way to appreciate each other without being, you know, um, you know, matching clothes. Yeah. Or, or being like that social norm. Yeah. Like you'll have this, yeah. these, these couples yeah. that will go to like a, a comic book, you know, thing together, dress up in costumes or whatever. And yeah. you know, I, I admire couples that do things that are outside the cultural norm or, or yeah. what's, yeah. what's, what's, um, what's cool or, you know what I mean? You get what I'm right. trying to say. Yeah. Um, I admire that because I, I think they found something that a lot of people, a lot of people haven't found, right. right. They found a connection that that's beyond just the outward appearance or beyond being, you know, wanting that, uh, you know, that um, acceptance. acceptance from, from other people. Right. And I think, I think if I could add to what you're saying, Sheldon, I believe those, those people, that couple, they found what works for them mm-hmm. and they they found peace within that. And I think, you know, going back to what you were saying earlier too, Kem Shuka, it's like you've got to focus on you, not this outside yeah. noise, whether that be social or family or what have you. No, I love that. Um, and so in terms of what are important things people should be looking for, I'm totally understanding that this is arbitrary depending on the individual. Sheldon, I remember you said for for you, it was, you know, her being smart, intelligent, beautiful, and family do you think there are some like common principles, values that people should be looking for uh, across the board when they are looking to, you know, get into a long-term relationship or marriage or what have you? Honestly, I'm going to say one thing and then I'll, I'll pass mm-hmm. it to you. Mm-hmm. They have to look for someone that's secure. Mm. Right? That's someone that's emotionally secure. Yes. Um, obviously, that can encompass a lot of things, but I, I right. say secure because when you're, when you're, um, we have this saying and in, in Jamaica, and you probably, mm-hmm. which I say it a lot sometimes, this is a joke. When you're in a relationship, you can't always eat bati and bench. Right? <laughs> you, can't, you can't always be together 100% yeah. of the time. Like there has to be time of separation. Yeah. And when there's that time of separation, there's got to be that security that, you know, that person's doing their thing. There's that trust level there. If I'm over here, they know I'm doing my thing. But there's got to be that security, especially early on in a relationship. Right. Because when you're early in a relationship and you, you spend kind of a lot of time together. Then you're like, Hey, let's just, I, you know, I'm going to do my own thing, play ball with my guys or whatever mm-hmm. ball with their girls. Then there needs to be this feeling of, okay, cool. Let's, let's connect next week or later or whatever. Right. But I think early on, I think a person has to dig deep to find that because sometimes people hide the insecurities. Mm. Um, they don't show it as much. So I think when you're looking at a person, you got to test and see how secure that person is, mm-hmm. because if they're not, it's going to cause you a lot of trouble. Um, you're going to be more handcuffed and then you're really not going to be able to be your true self. I love that. You know what? On that note, it actually reminds me of something. I was doing some writing during the the beginning of the pandemic. And I said, like, one of the things couples should do while in the dating phase, they should treat dating like, like that reality show, amazing race. They should do challenges because to the point, people are not forthcoming about their insecurities. Mm-hmm. So if you force yourselves, the both of you in these difficult, you know, situations, you're going to see, oh, he gets really frustrated when he get, doesn't 
get his way or she gets really upset when she can't you know whatever the the circumstance is mm-hmm. and that will allow you to know okay it's being revealed do i want to work with this or do i want to yeah. you know part ways or what have you yeah absolutely it's interesting you say that because amazing race is our favorite yeah. show. <laughs> And when we travel, we travel like we are on Amazing <laughs> Race. But it is actually how the 20 years have gone. Yeah. Mm. And like a lot of yeah. uh, ad- adventure and then some yeah. trials and challenges. Yeah. And because I'm a ty- I'm the type of person that I like a challenge. Mm. I live for a challenge. I will create right. a challenge. <laughs> and I also like to see how he does when he's challenged. Mm. Security, you know, mm-hmm. because I... Um, I think that I do better as a free spirit. So if I feel like I cannot fly, I can mm. have the freedom, the liberation of being who I truly yeah. was. When I think of myself as a child, a teenager, who did I see myself as? Mm. Uh, I cannot be that woman and I'm not free to have choice every day. Right. If I'm not free to be myself, then this is not something I want to be. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, here. Mm-hmm. you know? So um, I constantly challenge him and um, I think we do good it's, because we yeah. challenge each other constantly and we push those buttons because oh. at the end of the day, you, we want, we, I want to see like, how far can I push you? Yeah. Not, not intentionally. No, no, no. I, I'll, intentionally. I'll, no, I'll clarify. Cause yeah. I'll be, I'll be a little bit vulnerable here. Right. Yeah. 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 I would say like, I'm, I'm, I would <coughs> there's a point, there are points in this marriage where I'm very insecure, right? Mm-hmm. It's something I, I've worked on and I got a lot better at that. Um, but I realized one thing is that when I'm secure, I get, and, and I allow her to be a free spirit. I get the best parts of her, mm-hmm. right? I'm insecure and I put pressure on her to conform to whatever I feel she should be doing. I get the worst parts of her, Deuces. right? So <laughs> but what I get, I get the shut down version of her, right? Got it. Um, whereas when she's free, I get the best version, like I get overflowing love, affection from her, everything, right? Um, yeah. Vibes and whatnot. So, like I said, for for men and women, when they're in a relationship, I think the most important thing is is they got to work on their own, right. but they also have to when they're picking a mate, you got to make sure that person's secure. And if right. they're not, you got to tell them they got to work on this, their insecurities because I think that's one of the biggest pieces that's going to allow both parties to eventually, um, uh, you know, elevate. elevate together. Yeah, elevate together and separately because yeah. you can't. It's going to be impossible if you're trying to elevate. You keep working in the back of my mind. Oh, my wife, my wife, or or my my spouse, my spouse, or my you know whatever. My partner. My partner. Where is she? What is she doing? And, Don't and, worry about what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm good. I, on both, right? si- on both sides, that insecurity goes wrong, right? Yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. help you elevate. Exactly. So look out for those insecurities. And I on a, I just want to add just yeah. again, part. You know, we don't own people. Mm, say that again, please. <laughs> we do not own yeah. anybody. Yeah. Right? Just because we signed some paperwork and we are here still. Yeah. I do not own him. He is a man. He's free to be a man. Mm-hmm. He was born not to be my partner. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born to be his partner. Mm-hmm. I did not dream about being in a partnership all my life. <laughs> that is not part of my dreams when yeah. I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be well. Mm-hmm. So in my wellness toolbox, if having a partner is a part of that and adding to my wellness, mm-hmm. you no, know, then that that is working for us. Yeah. But I right. do not 
own him. Mm-hmm. He does not own me. Yeah. Um, that is when you feel like you own somebody, mm-hmm. you think your insecurities are in, yep. can be in charge. Yeah. And it's right. not, it's not no, no, no. what it is. You know, it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. I love the the part on insecurities and, and Sheldon. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that because I know a lot of men can definitely resonate with that, especially if they're dealing with a spouse that's you know you know super successful and whatnot. Um, and that insecurity part just reminded me of my own personal experience. You know, my mother and I had an, an investment property, and originally we rented it out to this young 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 woman. She then had a got a boyfriend. Her and that boyfriend then had a child. And then instead of just dealing with her, ended up dealing with him. And occasionally when I'd have to come by, I'd get this really aggressive tone, this manner, this demeanor. I didn't understand where it was coming from. And my realtor, who was also the property manager, he would get, he would call, say, hey, the check is cleared, letting them know. And this man, her partner, would be so aggressive to her and he even threatened him. And so long story short, when they moved out and I collect the keys, I just asked him like, yo, what's good? Like, like he was coming to me like he wanted to fight me on that type of energy. And I had to bring down my own ego because I was also looking at another young black man. So I had to kind of like, all right, let me try to level set here because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're we're both black and I'm not trying to get into anything crazy. Mm. And he said, honestly, he said to me, yo, Sheldon, he said, can you do me a favor? Can you delete? my girl's number from your phone. And I was like, oh, that's, that's what, that, okay. That, okay. I literally gave him my phone. I'm like, you do it. So you can see that it's deleted. And he's like, you know what? You know, I'm just been going through some problems with my girls and family is everything. But this whole tension that he's been creating between myself and my, my, my uh, real estate agent was because mm. he was insecure about mm. his relationship with his, with his partner, with the mother of his child. And it was just wild to see how he was acting. And, and it was just, yeah, it made me think. That whole spiral, right? That's such a spiral to go down. Mm-hmm. 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 I think it's, I think it's, it's like I said, it's, you know, from a human perspective, it's, it's there. We've all dealt with it. Right. Right. To some degree. Right. So I think, um, yeah, it's just interesting to share that story because it, it's something that everyone has dealt with uh, one way or another, but I think, you have to have that self-awareness to be like, okay, I got to deal with this because right. if I don't, it's not going to be fruitful to my relationship. Right. And I've seen abundant fruit being secure in our relationship yeah. uh, going forward. And, and it's been like that for a couple of years and it's been amazing. Yeah. And one thing that I'm, I'm getting from this conversation that I'm getting so much from it personally is that, you know, in 2021, I, I was doing a lot of soul searching and, you know, because we all had this time, you know, kind of being locked in our homes and, and so on and so forth, that letting go. Everyone says, you just got to learn how to let go. You just got to learn how to let it go. Let it go. But they say it, it, it's it's simple to understand, but it's hard to do with certain things in your life. You know, just let it go. And that's when I learned letting go is an actual skill. It's an yeah. actual skill that you have to develop and and it just kind of reminded me of that when you're talking about insecurities and and so so forth Mm -hmm. yes letting go is so important yeah i understand uh so last question here um throughout your amazing journey of love and true companionship what is the best lesson you believe you guys have learned um, from marriage so far and understanding that it could be different for the both of you 
<laughs> me uh the best lesson um i i think it's I, you know it's gonna sound like i'm echoing what i said before but i think the best lesson you learn um is really and truly when you enter into marriage it's it's you, you don't especially at a young age you really don't really understand what you're getting yourself into like you don't really see it as a 20-year thing right you, you you think like i feel amazing today i want to feel this way all the time let me marry this person mm-hmm. and i feel like this all the time and that's just not true right so mm-hmm. i think the one thing you that i've learned is um really the value of being in a relationship mm-hmm. um it's more so than what it initiated the relationship you know mm-hmm. all that infatuation all those buttery butterfly feelings and all that you know all that stuff that you, you yeah all, all that stuff you put as a foundation of your relationship you realize you know 20 years later mm-hmm. that the basis of a relationship there's so much more fullness beyond just that like we we we, we see this as a partnership like mm-hmm. we're building things you know we're building generations behind us with our children mm-hmm. um, you know there's you know from a mindfulness perspective there's platforms that we're both building individually mm-hmm. in a different way um while still maintaining different levels of our relationship too as well so it i i would say that you know the one thing i value more about um the relationship today is it's more than just i see this person as the one or my all or any sort of r&b song that <laughs> <to> us, <laughs> you know when we're younger yeah. um i see this as a person that i can support right i can love mm-hmm. on right mm-hmm. out of and out of the abundance of my security and the abundance of my um my own you know self i'm not giving to her because i need something i'm giving to her out of the abundance because i'm full i'm already mm. myself and i think that's the main thing i learned is that you know completeness doesn't come from us here like i'm, I'm 100 myself you know mm. what I mean? and so out of my 100 now i can pour into her right. and vice versa out of her 100 she can pour into me as well and so right. that's what i learned honestly is that you're not coming to 50 50 for 100 we're both 100 and so we just pour back into each other and we maintain that. Yeah, yeah we okay. do not complete each other. It's not possible. Yeah, yeah, that whole, was Jerry McGuire. We do not complete yeah. each other. I complete me, yeah. the source and everything I pull from. And um, just to really echo everything you're saying, it's partnership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do we take away? What do we learned? It's how to be a partner, mm-hmm. how to be in a team, a dedicated team. Uh, a partner to to grow and build, you know, collaboration in 2023 is the currency. So mm-hmm. if you're partnered with someone that you can build and create mm-hmm. and evolve, yeah, and allow and teach the world and your 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 unit to elevate, then th- this is this is what it is: partnership. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it, guys. You guys are hitting all the notes here, man. All right, so uh, rapid question is just where I ask you guys three questions. You just, the job is just to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. So question number one is, what is your guy's love language? Like, what's Sheldon's love language? What's Cam Sheepers' love language? And Sheldon, you have to tell. Hopefully this won't cause any problems off camera, <laughs> off recording. <laughs> Her love language yeah. is easily like coffee. Uh, coffee or food. Like, if I if I... If something's going on and I'm just like, hey, you want a coffee? She'll just, her, her temperament will come all the way down and coffee mm-hmm. will solve a lot of problems or food, snacks, that'll solve a lot of problems for her. Yes. 
feel the love. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Or going on a drive somewhere. Yeah. Like she, loves that. she loves going on a random drive out to the middle of nowhere on the yeah. road. Yeah. yeah. I just like to escape the city. I yeah. like to get on a plane. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, um, so I would think. Um, and okay, so now these five la- five love languages have definitely evolved over the years. There were seasons mm-hmm. they were all of them. There's right. one of them. Right. I, right now, it might just be. Uh, again, I'm still learning about him, so mm-hmm. he'd be on a different season. I don't. I, I may not be up to date, but I think it's personal touch and words of affirmation. I could be wrong. Am I wrong? I'm completely wrong. Yeah, Am yeah, yeah. I? Okay. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, he's evolved again. <laughs> I think I, I think the words of affirmation are, are is, yeah. is pretty good. Um, I think that's that's definitely yeah. love language. Yeah. Um, personal touch, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Who says no to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. of course. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, there's a problem if they say no to that in a in a relationship, <laughs> right? Um, no, that's awesome. Thank you guys. Uh, so the second one is best vacation, best trip y'all y'all ever taken together. Dubai. Mm. Yeah. That was this year, actually, in February. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I think so that's her opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dubai had more to offer. We saw mm-hmm. more, we did more. Mm-hmm. But the one we just took with oh, London right yes, now, yes. that to me was the yeah. best trip we ever took. Well, I was lo- I was going to say, what is it going to be like? Because I was looking at y'all photos during uh, the carnival and all this stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah that was yeah. that was the best trip. I think from stuck because you know, from start to finish, we were on our own. We didn't yes. connect with any family members. We traveled yeah. with family members. Um, and, you know, we, we had like four days of just yeah. um, full exploration, go to Carnival, mm-hmm. you know, the, the event that she was um, a part of. And we did um, one very key thing mm-hmm. what was that? at the very end. One very key thing that is literally what you need. You, you need that in your entire relationship. What's that? Um, where's the place you went to? Oh, the oh, the separation. Yes, we separated. <laughs> yeah, mm. separated. Yeah, yeah, I went, that, yeah, that's key. Yeah, so I, I went to I, yeah, I, I I took like three hours and I went to this place called Brick uh, uh, Brick Lane. Yeah, and yeah, so, I, I went there. I went there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see um some yeah. of your yeah, yeah, Brick yeah. Lane. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think we we made it a point that at some point in this in this trip we're gonna separate. Mm. Separate, trip, yeah. um and and that's something that we we're, we're going to plan to do going forward because we we know from previous trips a, a good couple, couple of hours half a day is yeah is beneficial for us to come back together but, and kind of but we just do that we do that in our life yeah also. that's mm. constantly separate because you can't always be with the person like you right right yeah. yeah especially me because i'm i grew up as an only child so that's like uh right. All right, the last one, real quick, is um, I was I had two, and I was deciding in the second which one I was going to ask. But here it is: unconditional love as a couple. Is that is that possible? Uh, Yeah, yeah, it it is. I think I think it for the for the relationship to last, it Mm -hmm. it has to be something that you. if it's not there, you got to strive for it, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're. I'm trust me, I do nonsense all the time, right? Right. She can either kick me to the curb, or she can, you know, let me know that whatever I did was unacceptable, and then you know, and still right. love me afterwards, right? Right. And, right. and the same thing, yeah. right? So we're both in when you're yeah. in a relationship, you're imperfect. So 
you have to strive for that unconditional love for it to last, right? It can't right. just be one and done. Yeah. And and you're also imperfect according to somebody else's eyes. I may be mm. I may be fine. Like I, you know, what I'm doing to me, I'm okay. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like you have to love me uh knowing this is who I am. Right. I'm not going to change a part of me because it suits you. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. So if you can love me through all of that and me being who I am, then yes, that's, that's unconditional love. There's mm-hmm. no conditions on this love. Like I'm not taking it away because mm-hmm. you evolved into a different yeah. person or you want something different. I'm not mm-hmm. going to. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been a very fruitful, honest, transparent, vulnerable conversation. And one of the last things you guys said uh, reminded me of something I heard. Um, someone, some guy that studies like love, marriage, relationships, all things. He's saying there has to be a willingness for both parties to reject and willing to be rejected. And what he means by that is like, you know, being honest enough where you can say something where potentially your partner doesn't may not speak to you for a couple of days, but it was necessary for you to say what was in your heart. Mm-hmm. And the same way you have to be in a position to be willing to hear that, you know, where you could feel like you're being rejected in the moment. Like you need to have the willingness to, to, to be rejected and to also possibly reject your partner in order to, to continue to form the best relationship possible. Yes. Um, but yeah, guys, this was a very powerful conversation. So for all the listeners, viewers out there uh, that really would like to connect with you guys, continue the dialogue in some way, shape or form, you know, where can they find you? You can find me anywhere under Coach Cam Shuka. Um, I'm a um, founder of The Conscious Warriors. So if you just Google The Conscious Warriors, you'll find me as well. But anywhere on social media, any of the platforms, Coach Cam Shuka. Awesome. Sheldon. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I mainly staying two different social media. So if you're in Instagram, you can find me at author dot um, S barracks. Uh, and, uh, and there I, you know, I kind of share some things about uh, traveling and writing and, um, and my book Unstuck Mondays. Um, but where I really do most of my interaction uh, is on LinkedIn. So on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, um, that's where I do a lot of, you know, connecting and whatnot. I just launched a brand new newsletter, um i've been seeing it go yeah it's yeah. uh yeah so it's um uh smile it's monday so i wanted to kind of encourage people on mondays uh mm-hmm. for the rest of the week so i do a monday newsletter each week and uh it's been pretty good got a lot of subscribers uh very happy about uh the feedback um so if you're a linkedin person uh come find me just down my name sheldon barracks you can find me subscribe to my newsletter and uh yeah i hope to connect with anyone else Awesome. I love that. Well, guys, as you know, uh, the way I like to end each episode is if you want to just impress people, you know, talk about your wins, your accolades, your successes, yada, yada, yada. But if you really want to have an impact on someone else's life, talk about your transgressions, the tribulations that you went through in your life and how you overcame those individual experiences. That's how you really move the needle in someone else's life. So with that being said, Kamshoka and Sheldon and I are out. Peace and love until the next time. Clockwise, 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 clockwise.